What is up, everybody? We are back with the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast. I'm Wee Too Deep. That's DJ Wavy D. We're gonna we're, we're gonna discuss the fallout of uh, Elimination Chamber. We'll discuss that event and much more. But before we jump into that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change up the little show notes for me. We got a special message from founder of the Junkyard Media Group, Junkyard James. So we're just gonna play it. We're gonna play it. Junkyard. As we head to WrestleMania season, that's a reason to fill your shopping costs with all the merch you be needing. Maybe you screaming, yeah, for the man LA night. Or maybe your fingers up repping Tribal Chief all night. Or maybe you finish the story, maybe Gory rocking Cody Rhodes. T-shirts in your Snapchat story. Get your favorite rest of this merch all up on the internet. All the t-shirts, championship titles at your fingertips. All you have to do is hit the link in the description. I can't forget to mention CM Punk, can't be missing. How else he may throw hands and make me feel for my life buy your shirt up in the shop and wear it proudly all the time thanks to wwe shop for partnering with your boys click the link right now and fill your carts with even more yeah Okay, okay. Yes, sir. So just like you said, so we have the, the QR code. I'm not good with this pointing on the camera thing. Down there in the bottom, right under Wavy D, that QR code, go ahead and, and scan that. The link will also be in the description. You know, we are coming into WrestleMania season. We got a new Tribal Chief shirt, R-Truth, maybe the most over person. He got some new shirts out. Uh, go, go buy your WrestleMania gear. Um, so all of that, you can go there and, and support the Slap and Meat Wrestling Podcast. Um, I, I bought me a shirt already. I got me the levels above. And, and maybe one of these days, one of us can get creative and, and, and do our own rap. So James don't have to, to represent us. But one of these days, one of these days. But thanks for James for letting me use that. So let's uh, dive on in. Before we talk Elimination Chamber, though, we're going to start with the segment, Let's Get Cooking. Mm. And we're gonna fantasy book damage control. We're gonna we're gonna let we're, we're gonna let Wavy D have control of, of his of his girl Oscar and her team damage control in this fallout from Bailey. Where does Dakota Kai play into it? And just like last week, he'll give his his play however long it is. I'll give how I'll book it, and you guys can vote for who you think is the best. All so right. I'll let you start. So. I was fancy booking this before Elimination Chamber. But Elimination Chamber kind of switched up my plans a little bit. Because initially, I was going to go down the path of Bailey's not quite sure where to turn. She, you know, she has no friends. She feels iffy about Dakota Kai. So I was thinking about her going down and trying, you know, the enemy my enemy is my friend. 
and try, you know, you know, mend some past some past trauma and try and recruit Belair. You know what mm. I'm saying? Because mm. you know, deep deep down she knows Belair is a good person, even though Becky, sorry, even though um Bailey and um, Belair haven't had the best relationship, you know what I'm saying? Because you know, mm. <laughs> Bailey is constantly jumping her over the past, you know, couple years. Mm-hmm. But Olivia Shipper ruined that. So, you know, I think Belair is going to go on to face Tiffany Stratton at WrestleMania. I think that's kind of what we're looking at. So, the, the easy way out is that we do Bailey with Dakota Kai in her corner faces EO. But then I, I don't I don't see the Kabuki Warriors getting too involved because I, I see them having their own match at Mania. I see them having a tag match. Against two, still be determined. I think Shayna and Zoe deserve a shot at the titles at Mania. I think they, they've been dominating over on Raw. And, you know, they deserve to hold the titles for a little bit. But I do think we get Bailey versus EO in a fairly clean match. But I do think Dakota Kai, I think she's going to pick sides. And I think eventually Dakota's going to swerve and team up with EO. And it's gonna be Bailey having to overcome the odds, and I think she's gonna get like a big underdog uh, moment yeah. at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um. So initially, I had the idea of, well, we have the Kabuki Warriors and EO, and then we have Dakota and Bailey. They just need one more member. Throw Sasha Banks in there. That makes a lot of sense. Well, Sasha's not going to come to WWE. It looks like all signs are pointing her showing up in AEW. We'll have, we'll have answers soon. We'll have answers soon. We'll have answers soon on that. Uh, March 13th is the date. If she does not show up March 13th, first off, Tony Khan, you just booked TD Garner for no reason. And uh, anyway, um, so that's sort of at this point, we're, gonna, we're not going to book that. Um, that's too, too, that puts way too much fantasy in it. Um, and so my sort of booking is similar to yours in that we get to mania, um, and Dakota Kai is going to turn on Bailey Mm -hmm. during the match, allow EO to, uh, retain the title. And that'll take us through SummerSlam. SummerSlam is important. SummerSlam is important because that's where they all debuted together. Um, and so I think that'll take that story will take us all the way through SummerSlam, or that's where I think Bailey wins. Um, you that gives you what three, four months to build this underdog story. Um, even if it's you know, go through Dakota at uh Backlash, go through each of the Kabuki Warriors leading up to uh SummerSlam, and then eventually you get EO again. Um, it, we'll, we'll get into that conversation of the rest of the women's division here in a minute. But yeah, I, I really think, uh, I think that'll be the story. I think this is going to be a longer story to get us through the summer. Um, Cause it's really, is really the only thing going in the women's division so far on the, on the SmackDown side, uh, outside of maybe one or two other people. Um, which we'll talk about in the fallout of Elimination Chamber. Um, anything else you'd want to add about? I mean, this story to me is very easy to see where they're going with it. 
I actually, I, well, I had the story ending sooner. I thought, I think Bailey goes over at Mania. It goes over. And I do think Dakota Kai turns at Mania. And then we, we almost get like the, um, you know, like how okay. we, we, we all thought Cody was uh, was going to win against Roman. Right. And then, and then last second he gets attacked and he loses the title or he loses, you know, his chance at the title. I think Dakota um, turns last minute, turns on Bailey. And you know the crowd thinks you know oh, here we go again, and you know we're right. we're, we're we're dead in the water. But then I think you know Bailey gets that you know that okay. like that kick out at two two and a half or whatever, right? And then she defeats the odds, and she okay. So you have yours happening like pretty pretty soon. I have mine a little bit more long term, but basically the same story. Well, it, it's something um, we both have. We both have Dakota turning at Mania, but we just have right. different outcome. Right. Right. So with that, let's go into Elimination Chamber, and I have no intentions of talking about every match because there's not much to talk about, honestly. Um, so I did put sort of three categories, our overall grade of the show, who our top performer is, and then what we would consider our match of the night. And then there's something that sort of came to my attention here recently about the match that I, or the show that I didn't even realize that contains to Dominic Mysterio that we got to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll, we'll talk with that about that first. Apparently during, uh, was it the tag team match with Dom was out there? Um, they blacked out the front row. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know when it was live, if it was blacked out, but it definitely was. It, it was, yeah. It was. Yeah. So from people that we know that were there, plus other actual reports, I guess, I think Snuggles in the CWC was there, I mm-hmm. believe. Yeah, he was. Um, and he told us, plus other people that I follow on on X slash Twitter, whatever you guys want to call it, um, have confirmed that there were that the entire front row that was blacked out were basically given Dom the the middle finger. Mm-hmm. There were Dom is a Dom is a fuckwit chance uh, mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of other things going on. Um, and so what I really want to talk about is there's so many people, especially on the sort of IWC AEW fan base that act like WWE mutes Dom's mic or they're piping in sound. This dude has nuclear heat. Yes. <laughs> I don't think they really like you've been in an arena with Dom. I've been in an arena when Dom is there. Like it's not piped in like mm-hmm. this is legitimate heat. Um, and, and it, I, I, it's almost surprising to me. Because we don't really see this type of heat anymore with our heels. Mm. And, and we, I just want to put some, I want to give Dom his flowers. Like he's taken this role and like he, he's a lot of people wouldn't be able to deal with this and being this level of, of bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you like to add about the sort of idea of Dom? You know, he, he needs to be, you know, praised for this character work. Yeah, his character work is amazing. He's getting booed. I've, I've been I've been there twice. I've been at shows twice since Dom initially turned on Ray, and he's getting booed out the building. I, I was there when um, he got booed on Raw. I was there at NXT Deadline when he was getting booed both times. The arenas booed him out the building. Dom, like those, those like, if you think his game like um, pumped in like the front through the through the speakers. No, Dom is getting legit boost from the crowd. Mm-hmm. All right, the the Aussies, you know what I'm saying, are great people, but they are rambunctious people. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah, I was seeing that like the first five rows, like this whole section was flipping him off because he was doing crowd work. He was getting like like a couple notches below like Dudley Boys and ECW heat. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Where like the Dudley was spitting on people in the first row. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but no, he was he's he's getting serious heat. Um and also the great thing about Dom is that multiple reports, multiple uh, superstars say that like he plays his role backstage. You know, say he's a good guy backstage. He's not too big for his britches. He knows that, you know, he's not the most skilled guy in the ring. He knows that mm-hmm. he's not the greatest superstar. Like, he knows that, like, he's not trying to put himself in big, like, world title pictures. Like, he's not, you know, he he's a humble guy backstage. He's doing his thing. He keeps his head down. He works. He gets better every day. So, Don, what it sounds like, he's, so far, he's, he's a good guy backstage. He's staying out of trouble. He's doing the right thing. Just just like his dad. His dad was always a great guy backstage. Right. High praise from everyone. And we've had this question a couple times on the the show, at least that I can remember. Like, what does it take to be, like, a WWE superstar? How do you make it long and and have, like, a long career? Do exactly what Dominic is doing. Can you play Mm -hmm. your character? But when you get behind the curtain, can you just be a a normal human being who Mm -hmm. acts right? There's so many people who get in this business who just – the the hype gets to their head and they they go out and they do stupid shit and mm-hmm. they're you know in the 80s 90s that worked but like it's not going to work now with the internet where mm-hmm. if you do stupid shit it's going to be exposed um and you're just it, you know people don't want to deal with like a locker room that has a that bad apple in it mm-hmm. so um yeah only thing I would add is Peacock. Come on, we can't. We, uh, the the chants need to be like the blocking out of all the chants. Like I wanted to hear the chants. That adds to the, the 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 character that Dom is. People legitimately don't like this dude. Oh, and even yeah. if you and even if you do like him, like I go in there and I'm conflicted. Like I want to cheer for Dom. He's one of my favorites. Same. Um. And so like, but you understand that like it's fun to boo him. Mm-hmm. and play along with the crowd work so i think hopefully what ends up happening um with this netflix deal is you know netflix doesn't ban all the cussing and i get it like peacock is a family friendly network mm-hmm. but i'm hoping that with net the netflix deal hopefully everything gets switched over to netflix in the next you know five years when all these deals uh expire and we can we can sort of let the 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 holy shit chant like is that so bad like oh yeah yeah I de- I definitely don't mind the holy shit chant going through I I will say I th- so initially well you know they talking about like how they how they blacked out the screen because people were flipping them off or whatever mm-hmm. and they're you know and you have the you know the harder core fans like the IWC guys who are like come on it's just a middle fingers like you can show it but then like the reason WWE is so smart and ahead of the curve in my opinion. Is because if you think about it, if like these ten fans go in and they flip, they flip them off. And they're getting camera time. Like, look at me, I was on TV for flipping Dom off. Guess right. what? The next guy's got to top that. So, what, what's the next guy do? Does he? Does he? I don't know. Does he flash Dom like like a like a slur like like a like a like a, not a slur, um, a swear word on his chest where like he goes like this and it just says F Dom, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we're you right. know, I got he's, it. He's gonna get pushed and pushed. So I think you know it's kind of like um, NFL when a streaker is like a streaker across the field, they don't show him, no get recognition. You know, so right. it, it right. stuff like that. Right. Um. So 
when we sort of talk about Elimination Chamber itself, what would you overall grade the show? Um, uh, so I definitely went into the show with a little bit higher expectations. Um, you know, I, I I took measures. Like I, you know, I went to bed a little early, set an alarm. Like I didn't stay up. I, I fell asleep at like eleven, eleven thirty. Woke up at five. I get I get about five every day for work. But mm-hmm. even like I made it through the first couple matches, but I felt I found myself falling asleep during the um, what's called the the Rhea Nia match, and then also the men's chamber. I found myself falling asleep during that. Uh, uh, I don't know what it is like. Drew doesn't quite do it for me. Like he's super talented. I like his promo work a lot, but just in the ring sometimes, I just kind of get bored watching him. And when he started off the match, I forgot who he started off the match against. Was it LA Knight? He started the match against. I believe so. Yeah. It just wasn't doable for me because, you know, even L.A. Knight in the ring, he's not the great – in my eyes, he's just not the greatest in the ring. Again, great character work, great promo skills. But as far as, like, those two guys starting the match and also being, like, 6 o'clock at 6.30 in the morning, mm-hmm. like, after, you know, having to wake up for a show, it, I kind of fell back asleep a little bit. Um, right. But I did go back and watch the match and hole, watch all the – watch the um, Rhea and Nia match and hole. I went back and watched everything in the hole. Um I went in saying that I think it, it could have been a a, a A minus um you know B tier show, you know, B tier B tier PLE, but you know with A minus expectations. Um uh, my overall grade for afterwards is everything is too predictable. So I'm definitely giving it like a like a like a C plus. I felt like the in like as far as in ring work, everything was done well. Like, you know, the, I didn't see any, any crazy botches that I can recall. Everything looked good. Um, it was just everything was just too predictable. We kind of all knew what was going to happen going into it, you know, to get the stars to align for Mania. We knew Rhea wasn't losing in Aussie. We knew Drew's the only one who kind of had like a story going in with Seth at Mania. Everybody else kind of had other stuff going on. The women's match, we knew like it was going to be Becky because they like pretty much said it at the kickoff show. Right. And like every other woman kind of has had kind of had other avenues they could explore if they didn't get the match. Um, was the tag match. You know, like, we, we knew Judgment Day wasn't dropping it. So I'm just like, oh, and the kick the kickoff show with the Kabuki Warriors. Mm-hmm. Like, we, 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 you know, even though it was Indy and Candice and, like, you know, the, the women's tag titles aren't necessarily top of the top tier. Like, you know, they, they could afford to be lost and won on the next TV show. We all, we, we all just knew that, like, you know, the outcome of the matches – and you know, WWE was um they definitely got hit with a with a with a um with the injury bug. Yeah because I, I would like the you know there there was reports coming out of all the potential matches that were supposed to happen. And yeah. you know, the Aussies definitely got robbed. Feel bad for y'all because you guys both have some banger matches. I'm sure you I'm sure you have those those pulled up and you're gonna talk about that. But yeah, well, how about you? So I'm giving it a, I'm going to be a little bit fair. I'm going to give it a B minus because of sort of the situation behind it. You know, uh, you did mention sort of the matches we could have had, you know, it, it was supposed to be punk winning chamber, Seth versus drew for the title. Um, Lesnar versus Dominic, mm. um, which is a big one. Um, Trying to remember the other ones we lost. Cody, I don't think Cody was in a match. I don't remember. Oh, it, it was just going to be Cody on the Waller effect. Right. And I think Rock was supposed to be on the Waller effect as well. 
um, if I read it the rumors right. They 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 got hit with with a lot of the top stars getting hurt at the wrong time. Um, mm-hmm. Jade was supposed to be in it, but we talked about that last week. They didn't really want her to lose in her first like serious Real match. Um, and so I don't, I don't want to necessarily say they got robbed of a show um, because I'm of the mindset that, I mean, it, the last show they got in Australia was in 2019. So the fact that they even got something that made pay-per-view um, because the, the super show they had in 2019 wasn't even a pay-per-view. They could have just gotten another one of these super shows and had all the top talent on it and no one knew what happened. Mm-hmm. So them getting a PLE, I think, is a big step. Um, so I don't want to say they got robbed. I still think they got a, a decent show. Um, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of four matches on a pay-per-view card. Mm-hmm. I get we want to give sort of uh, air to breathe, but it felt to me um, that there was a lot of promo time mm-hmm. of just random promotions um and when the top moment for me of this pay-per-view is when they start the show and Kevin Owens walks in with the fucking koala <laughs> like that to, that to me was the top moment of the entire show um that at least that I marked out for you you mentioned the predictability that to me doesn't really bother me it um i think i went into it knowing it was going to be predictable and predictability doesn't sort of ruin um, wrestling for me. Um, I kind of have the mindset that wrestling should be predictable. Um, you shouldn't have the fans so confused that they don't know what's happening. Mm. It is my, is my mindset. Um, so with everything that sort of went into it, the fact that we even got the chamber, I don't know if you know the back, the backstage, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard they, they were supposed to send it through the Suez canal, which would have taken a lot less time to get the chamber there, but that got that route got attacked by pirates. And so they had to get the, get it around the longer way. Like the fact that we even had the chamber there. Mm. Um, I mean, it took them over a month to ship the, the, the actual chamber to Australia. Um, the, I, I think the problem with this show versus the other international shows we're going to have this year, other than the time, because they're, you know, 12, to 15 hours ahead of anywhere in America is just the logistics of getting to Australia. Yeah. You know, G- Germany's mainland Europe, you can fly there in four hours. Um, you can have, you know, they're not probably not going to have any gimmicky matches at they, a cage or anything. They got to sh- ship there. They're mm-hmm. normal stuff. You can just put on a container, the ring and all of that. You probably could just rent a ring from some wrestling school if you really need it to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, I think it's just the logistics of getting everything and every th- body there. I, I did like the sort of play with our truth ending up in Austria. Yeah. Um, that our truth is, is fantastic. Um, so I, I'm going to be fair for them, um, and give them a B minus. Um, with that being said, what was your match of the night? Um, I imagine the night I feel like was the the women's chamber. You good? Um, yeah, especially compared to the men's chamber. The men's chamber had a lot of shenanigans, mm-hmm. and like you know, I like the shenanigans. I like shenanigans in wrestling. 
I like when they're like a little bit creative where it's like so-and-so wrestler is taking forever to get out the ring. And so, you know, so-and-so ambushes it mm-hmm. and like costs the guy the match. Like I have no problem with that, you know, especially what they did with Montez last year. No problem with it. Um, I thought the women's chamber match was better put together. I feel like they had more quote unquote gruesome spots. Like they had, you know, they had better like chamber mm-hmm. spots. The women performed really well. Um, I almost get too far ahead, but the you know the whip, my my top performer of the night was in this match. Mm-hmm. She did a great job, and yeah, so I think the the women's chamber was my was my match of the night. It also had the most amount of or sorry, okay, if you will, it was the least predictable. Even though right. it was predictable, there was right. a chance you can get a Bianca winning, right? But we kind of all knew it was going to be Becky, right? Um, so. That match to me, I felt was the better of the chamber matches. What I want to to sort of put as my match of the night, though, is the tag team match. Even though, I'm going to be completely honest, it put me to sleep. I am not a big fan of Tyler Bate nor Pete Dunne. I liked Butch because there was at least something to the gimmick other than I'm from Europe. And that's it. Um, So I'm not a big fan of this they're getting but the match itself i woke up and rewound the uh and and watched it all the way through and they put on a hell of a match um was it predictable sure no one was going to ever think that what what new catch republic or whatever they're called now um no one ever really thought they were going to win but they they took what they were given and i think put on a really good match. Now, is it match of the year quality? Absolutely not. And what's really astounding to me right now is I don't feel with Mania, or excuse me, with Rumble or with Chamber that we've had a match of the year match yet. I don't think we've had one yet. Whereas this time last year, I felt we could at least have something with Reigns and Owens at Rumble to potentially be a candidate early in the year. Um, and so I, I, I don't think they're looking for like match of the year quality matches with a lot of these events. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I'll go new catch Republic versus judgment day. I thought it was a really good match. Um, and I'll, I'll, I will say the women's chamber out of all the chamber matches definitely was more what I would look for in, in a, in a chamber match. Um, and maybe it was because of the predictability or the unpredictability. Like you said, Bianca, a lot of people thought she could win. Um, there was a, a part of the internet that thought maybe Tiffany Stratton could have pulled a win off, which I'll say this outside of Liv Morgan and Naomi, any of the other four winning, I would have been okay with. Mm. Um, so with that being said, I think we both have the same performer of the, of the night. Nia um, Jax. No, she did fine. Let me. I don't want to like <laughs> be, be this person that like. If I know that there's a page on Facebook that I follow where every time Nia Jax gets on the table or gets on the TV, and he does this as part of his little gimmick that he plays, but it's like, oh my, oh my eye, someone go fire Nia Jax. She's not that bad. Like, mm, she's I definitely. Want to, I want to give her some flowers. Right. Um. So for me. And, and I'm sure yours is the same. It's, it's got to be Tiffany. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's got to be Tiffany Stratton. And my reasoning for it is, and I mentioned last week when we did the predictions, 
She's the only heel in this match. And she really, she came in getting zero reaction uh, on that Monday night leading up to it mm-hmm. in that promo. Um, and there's just a lot of pressures. Your first PLE on the main roster. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pressure for you to go on being like the, the future of the company um, is what everyone on the internet and in WWE is sort of booking you as. And for you to go, for her to go out there and from her entrance, the minute her music played, she walked out of the curtain. She played her role perfectly. Mm. And she went in there. I think she she's the only one that really got up on the on the, the pods and did anything from the high risk. Mm. Um, and I really think they did a very good job letting her shine. And I walked out of this match a hundred percent behind giving Tiffany Stratton a championship right now. I think she could, she could be world champion. Um, I want to talk about this, this sort of conversation we had in the CWC discord of a mid card title in a minute. Um, but Tiffany Stratton needs to be champion sometime in the next like six months. Um, what would you say about her? performance? Uh, I definitely think Tiffany had the most performer of the night. Um, yeah. She hit the spot off the top of the cage she had she has to just go good regular wrestling character work was good like you said she went from getting no reaction on monday to being the only heel in the match and she got the loudest cheers from the crowd yeah. and you know I, I know you're not a huge fan you know you, you like to say you know you you boo the heels and you cheer the faces but like t- tiffany could could be a face <laughs> like I, right so even her response she said right I lost, you guys didn't cheer loud enough there's there's a a sort of a fine line you could play with some of these gimmicks where I think Tiffany could be cheered. It's similar to like Roman Reigns now, where like he's so bad that it, it when he gets cheered, it plays into his character. Mm. Um, and I think Tiffany's sort of that same gimmick of Roman Reigns of like just the, the, an egomaniac who thinks they're the best thing, they're the center of the universe. Mm. And so when you when you cheer her, it sort of feeds into that heel persona. And so I'm fine with it with with if it makes sense for the character, but coming out and like cheering Dominic Mysterio personally to me, as fun as it is, like as much as I want to cheer him, I think because of how his his gimmick is, you have to boo him. Mm. Cheering him makes no sense. Um, so as long as it makes sense with the character, I'm fine with him cheering uh Tiffany. And I kind of expect again with it being a a overseas crowd they don't really follow the traditional rules of wrestling anyway they just do whatever they want to do um so i kind of expected it but yeah i would have been cheering for tiffy all day (laughs) all day even though tiffany is my 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 um competitor of the night i do want to give a little bit of flowers tonight jacks because i had good one-on-one match with Rhea. um i saw people online were giving her some hate for the table spot and they're like look at her and i'm not you know, dropping Rhea right on the table. I'm like, well, first of all, did y'all not watch the match? Are y'all just watching this five-second clip of her giving the Samoan drop onto the table? I was like, first of all, Rhea's the one who who um set who set the spot up. You know what I'm saying? Rhea's the one who took off the top of the table. It's her job to wipe the monitors off because literally what she tried to do was after she took the top off the table, I think she tried to suplex Naya or something. Mm-hmm. I forget what she tried to do. Naya reversed it right into a Samoan drop. Right. So Naya 
in the, in the action of in the action of the moves and the action of the match had no chance to clear the table. That's supposed, right. supposed to be Rhea's job. And so they tried to blame that botch on Naya, which was totally unfair and not right at all. But Naya, since since being back, she has has done little to no botches. Right. The only, the only botch she really has is sometimes she doesn't hold on to the rope when she does the bonsai drop. Mm-hmm. But also when she does hold on to the rope, it makes the move look so weak. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like you know if, if Yokozuna can get away with doing the bonsai drop and not really hurting anyone. Right. I think Nai can get away with it. You know, say you, you, you know, say you, you you're a wrestler. You know what you're getting to be tough with that spot. You right. Know what I'm saying? Also, I don't really think Rhea was that hurt from that spot when that happened months ago. I right. think she was playing into the actual mm-hmm. story. Right. Right. But man, Nia has been good. She's she's been doing great character work. Her matches have been good. Um, the only spot that I thought looked a little sloppy was when she was like on the the rolling chair and tried to do the elbow drop onto the table. I thought that one that move looked a little stupid, Look. but other than that, she she's been performing really well since she's been back. So I want to give some flowers to Naya. Right, and I'm gonna make a joke here. There is nothing as sloppy as the same night during Elimination Chamber. Tony Khan, you put on a match where this motherfucker took a famouser oh. in the middle of the ring and somehow jumps up and flips himself over. I'm sorry. Yes, I I saw that. I'm sorry, um, but. <laughs> I couldn't tell. Was that Warlow or was that someone else? I couldn't tell. That was some some random jobber. I don't know who the hell it was. I was say, he was. Yeah, he was. He was. I couldn't tell. Who it was. I know the dude who hit it was uh, Ryan Nemeth, who who hit the move, and I don't yeah. know who it was who who flipped it over. But that's like your typical indie selling. Like it just. It, I laughed when I saw it. I'm like you're you're going up against a pay per view that is mania like mania quality in terms of production. The like big outdoor arena with the big mania set, mm-hmm. and you're gonna put on an indie laugh fest in competition, and think that people are gonna watch it. I just, I, I question that company sometimes. But back to Chamber, you mentioned Naya, really good performance. Uh, my second place in in uh, in performer of the night was Rhea Ripley's shorts because the cake were showing and th- that could have gone very bad. Like I don't know what if Rhea changed her her, her gear because I don't remember like just out there like it was. She, she, but, she, had, she had friends and family in the audience. <laughs> she had to. Maybe, maybe, had maybe the, her old like middle school, high school crush was <laughs> was sitting fourteen throw. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she had to cake it up a little bit. No, no complaints, but um, yeah, Maria Ripley, you know, she, this entire event was about her and that's all it was. And so for anyone to expect anything different, I, I think that's expecting too much in my opinion. Um, it, it turned out exactly what I thought it would be. It would be, it's a glorify. Here's your flowers to Rhea Ripley for holding the last year and a half of, of being champion. Um, but with that, we are going to go into some questions from the Discord. We got a lot of questions again this week. I forgot who asked all of them. I'm just going to ask the questions if you know who, if you wrote it. First one, um, if you were a wrestler, um, would you like to be a flash in the pan sort of flavor of the month, if you would, or would you like to be remembered for having a long, stellar career um i'll let you go first on this one 
Would you like to be a flash in the pan or would you like to be for having a stellar career? I mean, I feel like you want to be known for having a stellar career. Cause I right. feel like along with a long like when you use the you know, it's one thing to have a long career to be like a long company guy. You know, right. as, as long as I, you know, you know, as long as I as long as I have bashed on um Natalia, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? She is a great company woman. She's a great person backstage. Has she had the most stellar career? No. She I mean she's held a couple titles, but like nothing too crazy. Um, so I mean if you want to like compare, like, do I want to be a Paige or a Natalia? Right. I think I would say Paige. I, th- I think Paige in WWE terms was a flash in the pan, right? Right. She, she her in ring career wasn't the longest, right? And because she was always hurt, you know. Saying so, do I want to be a Paige or a Natalia? You know, saying maybe I want to be Natalia as far as those two are concerned. Right. Or if you're asking me, do I want to be? I don't know. <laughs> as far as the male side, maybe our truth compared to a. I don't even know. <laughs> like, well, well, I'll, I'll put it this way: LA Knight, LA Knight versus our truth, right? Rather be, rather be our truth, right? But I'll put it this way: I, I don't know if I'd rather. I don't necessarily want to be remembered for having like the longest career, but think of someone like The Rock. What's his active entering career? He was there for like three years. If you really look at it, as The Rock gimmick, he ran from what ninety seven to early 2000, 2001. Mm-hmm. So, and then he went to Hollywood and he's still remembered as on Mount Rushmore. And so I don't think necessarily length matters. Um, I think what you do with it and how you're, how you're booked and what, and the opportunities you get, I'd rather be a rock, put four years in and then leave. Rock or st- taker. Right. Rock or taker. Who would you rather be? And, and I think both of them are respected, but they had two very different career paths. Um, and so, I don't necessarily think there's a right or wrong answer. Um, I would rather be rock. You know, if I could go in there, put in four or five years, win all those championships, make all this money, still be remembered as one of the goats, then yeah, I would like to do that. I don't think there's anyone that really wants to put in 20 years on the indies and and work their way up like a Kevin Owens did. If -hmm. anyone had the choice to be rock or Kevin Owens, I think everyone would rather be rock. Yeah. Um, Still has his knees and lower back. Right. Right. Uh, So the next question, uh, is there really more than one top guy in um, wrestling right now? I don't think so. I think it's Roman Reigns. And if there's no one better than Roman Reigns right now. I mean, I feel even even when it was John Cena, John Cena was the top guy. You know what I'm saying? You got your your top guy. Then you got your your main eventers. You got your upper mid Carter. It's a pyramid. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Cena. Yeah, Randy Edge, um, right. Triple H. Then you, you know, it goes down and down and, and it goes down. down. Right. This next one, this is from the Witters, and he gives us three different, uh, all, all very game, hard questions. Very hard questions here. Push or fire. So you're pushing one and you're firing the other one. The first one, Montez Ford or Xavier Woods. Uh, I'm pushing Montez. He's still, he's still, you know, I mean, He's been around for a while as far as, like, you talk about years. Right. But, like, he's still young in terms of WWE years. Right. Xavier Woods, long career, TNA Impact, WWE. He's been in WWE forever, too. 
Mm-hmm. And so, like, Xavier's had a long career. Um, you know, say he he has ventures outside WWE. But like, you know, if, if I'm a promoter and you're and you're telling me I either gotta essentially what you're telling me is I gotta sign one, and if, if you know if, if I buy WWE, I right. only keep one of them. Right. I keep him Montez. He has the future right. ahead of I him. Think- he has the star power. Like right. I think Xavier Woods is really good at character work. I mean, he's part of what made early New Day very fun to watch. Right. However, when you look at potential, Montez Ford, I hate to say this because I don't want Angelo Dawkins to go anywhere, but they need to break them up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They there needs to be there needs to be a breakup. Montez is being held back right now. Um, and I think I mean think about a year ago at Elimination Chamber, Montez Ford proved he can go solo. Mm. And at sometimes it's just the business where the, that tag team partner. Think of Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty, right? Marty Jannetty was holding back Shawn Michaels. Mm. I think in the same way, Angelo Dawkins is sort of holding back Montez Ford. Uh, and w- without a doubt, if you're picking Woods over Montez Ford, I personally think you're making a wrong decision. Yeah, so especially at their, this point in their careers. Right. The next one I think may be the hardest. Yeah. Trick Williams or Wesley? Um. Okay, so if, if if I'm again if I'm WWE, I'm taking Trick Williams. If I'm TNA, AW, GCW, mm-hmm. if I'm any other smaller promotion. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Wesley because Wesley, you know, so he can talk. He's not, he's right. not a bad promo guy. He can talk. He's great in the ring. I'm not huge on his finisher because half the time that he barely, he barely makes it look like he connects, mm-hmm. but Wesley amazing in the ring. Um, He's a good talker. He's a fighting champion. The crowd's behind him. But again, if you're going for WWE, and you you know you know as much as we say that you know even over the years like they're breaking the look, uh-huh. Trick Williams he got the swagger, he got the look, he's taller. Here my here he he look here reminds me of a young um, Booker T. You know, say he got the you know he's athletic. You know, say he's not super well polished in the ring, but he's making leaps and bounds. Because mm-hmm. correct, correct me if I'm wrong, he started from an athlete, right? He was he was on the Indian yeah. circuit. He started he, as an athlete out of college. Correct. Yeah. So like, and Trick Williams is only what? It's early twenties. He's not. He's not twenty five yet, right? He's early early twenties. I would assume. Um, that is a good question. Let me look that up real quick. Um, Trick Williams is twenty nine. Oh, oh, he's older than I thought he was. But even that, I mean. He's still young. Like, like how old is right, Wesley? Right. Is Wesley older or younger? Uh, Wesley. Wesley age. They're both 29. Yeah. So they're both 29. So they're both e- even playing field as far as age is You get both of them for the same amount of time. I just think Trick, he got the connection with the crowd right now. He got the swagger. Right. He got the body. Pause. Uh, this like, one, it's, it's there. This one to me is it's, it's the hardest, but I think it's it's still pretty easy. Um, if I'm building a promotion, I'm taking Trick Williams all day, every day. Not to say Wesley, like Wesley, like that promo where he talked about, you know, his injury and he's leaving for 12 months. Like, bro had me in my field, mm-hmm. right? He can connect with the crowd. He's he's not bad. I think he, 
I know a little bit more about him because I watched him in TNA with the Rascals. And so I did not like him there. That whole gimmick was just stupid to me. And when he got on his own, though, and sort of got away from the all, all I do is smoke weed gimmick, which is basically what he did in TNA and what he did when he first got here with, I think it was Nash Carter was his teammate's name. And mm-hmm. then they inserted Riddle in there for a little bit. Um, I think once he got away from that and really just focused on being like that fighting champion, I connected a little bit more with them, but without a doubt, it's Trick Williams. The dude just—he screams potential, um, and 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 money. And as a promoter, that's really all you should be really concerned about is who can connect with the fans and who can generate you the most money. Mm. And the last one, I actually think this is the easiest: Ricky Starks or Jay White. Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I know if like you show me a picture of Jay White, I know who he is. I'm not as familiar with Jay White's work because most of it was done in New Japan. Mm-hmm. You know, saying he's on AEW and like I see glimpses of him on AEW. Again, you know, I'm not the biggest AEW watcher. I try to catch it. You know, say if anything, I have it on the background while I'm doing other stuff, so I see it. And also, since, since I started my new job, I have no time mm-hmm. to watch TV anymore. Right. Literally, I come home watch YouTube and lay in bed, fall asleep. So I, I barely watch WWE at this point. You know, I, I watch it, but so yeah, I, I know Jay white is the better in ring talent. You know what I'm saying? I know he can do a million moves. You know what I'm saying? But Ricky, as far as like, he connects with me a little more cause he screams more sports entertainer. Right. So again, if I'm coming from the WWE aspect, of, you know, I, I'm in charge of WWE and you're going to be two people to sign. I'm taking Ricky over, over Jay White, even though Jay White's the better better wrestler, you know what I'm saying? I just know Ricky Starks can connect better with the crowd. Mm-hmm. I know he, he screams like great, you know, great value, Rock 2.0, you know what I'm saying? Right. But LA Knight also screamed great value, right? Our, our, um, our, um, the Rock 2.0. So, I mean, I, I see Ricky Stark getting a similar touch of the crowd as LA Knight did for his flash in the pan. So like, right. I'll, I'll say, I'll say Ricky Stark. Yeah. I'm taking Ricky Starks again, just like I say with Montez and with trick, it's about that. It's about that potential and, and who can potentially draw me more. JY can't draw anything in America. I'm sorry. I've said this a lot about new Japan and it's sort of the thing with like, everyone's making a big deal right now that WWE just signed Tama Tonga. Uh, it's it's cool cool he's he's here but dude's not gonna draw first off dude can't wrestle he's, he's not and, in the tree right he's not he's not in the family tree right he's he's, he's, a, a he's different not family. he's not um his family his dad was ming i think was his wrestling name in wwe m-e-n-g um um but his brothers are still in new japan they're not like part of the family tree, but like the rock still sort of like considers them like, cause he's Samoan at the end of the day though. They're, they're Tongan, which is similar to Samoan, but it's another one of them islands out there mm-hmm. in the middle of the Pacific ocean. Um, I don't necessarily think they, they put him in the story to be honest with you. I think he goes to NXT with Anderson and, and gallows. And I think they create, recreate the bullet club. Um, that's personally what I think they do. Um, but uh, it, 
my point with that being said is whether it's the Bullet Club outside. I mean, Finn Balor re-emerged himself. AJ Styles is AJ Styles. He got out of the New Japan style and and understood the WWE style well. But some of these guys like Jay White, you know, like Gallows and Anderson, who are more known for their New Japan days, you know, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks. They can't draw the American crowd. They just don't draw. It, it's complete, outside of the hardcore. Right. Outside of the, the fans that would watch anything that says wrestling on the marquee. Um, whereas Ricky Starks, he just screams, like you said, sports entertainment. And and to me, whether you care about you know the entertainment aspect or if you want just pure entering ability, what makes money has been proven for the last 40 plus years with WWE. You have to be somewhat entertaining. Um, so Ricky Starks, I, I feel this one is super easy to pick. Next question. Uh, was Dragon Lee worth all the hype WWE gave him? I'll go first here. I think the problem with Dragon Lee isn't necessarily the hype. It was that they started him having a big push and NXT, then they moved them up with Ray, and then they stopped that after two weeks and moved them back down to NXT, and it felt like they were running two op, like two different stories with him, mm. and it was hard to sort of connect with it. Um, and so if they would have just continued him having like one major story. I think it would hit better. Um, but I kind of knew like the hype around him was like he's like the future Ray Mysterio, and I, it's hard to put that type of uh, comparison. Like if, you know, the next great quarterback came out of some high school and they said, oh, it's the next Tom Brady. It's hard to put that hype on someone and not right. critique them. And so I don't necessarily think Dragon Lee is bad. I just, I think it's hard to say, oh, this is going to be Rey Mysterio, especially someone like me who, like Rey Mysterio, outside of Eddie, Rey Mysterio is my favorite luchador of all time. Mm. So it's hard for me to sit here and be like, okay, you're going to compare him to my favorite, but he doesn't sort of live up to it, in my opinion. Is, is Dragon Lee hurt right now, or is he just not really on TV? He's He just lost to Obafemi at Vengeance Day. Wait, so is so I thought he was signed to the main roster, or was he just making appearances? And that's that's the sort of the point that I was saying, is yeah. I don't know exactly where he's at. I don't know if he's NXT. I don't know if he's SmackDown. It's like start and stop. Is he part of LWO? Is he not? Yeah. So I think it's more of a, confuse, a confusion in the booking, more so that his actual, because he's talented as all hell. I just... I think he's, you know, he's got that potential, but they just got to use him in a way that is, isn't is confusing when when I look there. Like, is he going to be here forever? Like, when he won the North American champion from Dom, it kind of felt transitional, which it was, because mm. Obafemi cashed in and won it right, right back from him. So... Well, uh, Dragon Lee is one of those characters where you think, to sidetrack slightly, why SmackDown should get a third hour mm -hmm. is because, you know, you, you take up like half hour to an hour of your show with bloodline segments mm -hmm. and like stuff that concerns the main title picture to where like, right. even like this yesterday on Monday Night Raw, where even though necessarily Alpha Academy is not in the ring every week, they get like a minute to two minute backstage segment that, you know, um, evolves their story, pushes their story forward, pushes their character work forward. I think Dragon Lee on SmackDown 
having that extra hour to play with, you can give them a minute or two where, you know, characters like him, Cameron Grimes, um, they're starting a new tag team with um, Adonis and um, is it Cedric? Adonis? Cedric, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, so they're starting a new thing with them. And, like, that hour worth of TV to, like, you know, plug right. these little segments in, you know what I'm saying? That's where those lower to mid-card guys, right? that's where they as, get their, their shine. As hard as it is to watch three hours, I, I, I'm starting to see why they have it. Because like you said, when you take in a, a half an hour for the bloodline and a half an hour for Bailey and damage control, and then a half an hour for KO you know, theory, Waller, KL theory, Waller, Logan, Paul, LA Knight, you've, you just reached the top 10% of the roster and you have 15 minutes left. So it's really yeah. hard to get that mid card booked. Yeah, so especially um, when you got all these new talents that you're signing right. on SmackDown, like right? Braun, Tiff. Braun, Tiffany, it's it's real difficult, and so Possibly Jade, right? Um, next question. Um, are y'all getting 2K24? Are you getting 2K24? And if so, what match game mode will you hop into first? Um, before I really let us answer, this comes off of the the um, DLC is finally being released. And let me tell you something, WWE, you've put me in a conundrum. I mentioned this in the Discord. That I'm in a conundrum here. And that is, I really want this game. But I don't think I'll play it because NCAA football comes out this year. And I'm, I'm telling you, when I get that game, I am getting it the day it comes out. And I'm not playing anything else the rest of the year. And wow. so... It's early, but do we know if the NCAA is going to have a connected dynasty mode? So, like, say if me, you, and James all took right. to colleges... I don't know, but if we do, I've got I've got a whole bunch of friends that want to want to do Connected Dynasty. So I really hope they have it. Uh, and I'm super hype about this game. And I'm not, I'm not even kidding. Like I don't want to spend the hundred something dollars because the DLCs for this game for the season pass look like the best that they've been in forever. You know, you get Pat Mac. The fact that we're gonna get Boston Connor and the rest of the crew in, in this game, like. I'm not gonna hold you. I'm not sold on the DLCs. I know. I know yours are sold on DLCs because you you like using a lot of right. the older talents, a lot of the legendary talents. Right. I can really care less about the older legendary talents. I like. Using I think the current day guys. I I'll say this. I'll be honest with you. Outside, I feel like the older people. Like I think they have sensational Sherry and like Terry Funk. Those guys should be like, hey, go buy yourself some VC and go purchase or or you know, play and win. Hey, you beat this. You did this little, uh, this little mission and you can win them. I feel like that should yeah. be like a play, something like that. But really the only DLC I really care about is Pat McAfee, you know, the rest of his crew Jade, which I feel like you, there's still time to put Jade in the game. Yeah. As the, a the base only reason these guys are there is because they got there late. That's, that's right. Have these guys are punk. punk uh, I can tell you right now, uh, Post Malone's my world champ. No, I'm kidding. That's uh, thing. Like, I just uh, <laughs> like, like. I'm so, just... do we know if it's okay? So, I know it's DLC. Like, how much does the WWE DLCs usually go for? Okay. So, if you buy the season pass, which is what I recommend, if you're if you're contemplating, go ahead and buy the middle edition. So, don't buy the one with Cody Rhodes on it, it's, it's, unless you want Cody Rhodes on the cover. Buy the one with with Jade and Bianca, or not Jade. Um, Bianca and Rhea on the cover that comes with the DLC. 
uh, or the season pass. The season pass is the best way to go. So whether you buy the base edition or the don't buy that 40 years of WrestleMania shit, none of that matters unless you play the online mode. Uh, buy the middle edition. It's like $89. That comes with the season pass and you get all the DLCs with it. If you want to just buy the Cody edition, buy the season pass. Don't buy each DLC individually. The the uh, season pass is like $30.99. And that comes with every single DLC. It's expensive. Wait, so is there a season pass similar to Fortnite where like no. you buy the season pass and you unlock characters as you play? No. So what happens is is let's say I buy the the base edition that's sixty nine uh, what's it like sixty nine ninety yeah. nine or whatever now, yeah. um, and then I buy the season pass on top of it, which is like thirty dollars. So I pay a hundred dollars, I get the game in the, in the season pass. Um, what happens is is when they release that that DLC, it'll automatically download to your system when it gets dropped. See, I just feel like. Like I should have to pay an extra thirty bucks to get guys right. like now. CM Punk I like this system a lot Kyrie's better than what game. I like this system a lot better than what AEW is doing. Not that anyone plays their game anyway, but so like they release like season passes, like they're on like season four right now, and you mm-hmm. got to pay like an extra twenty dollars for like two characters that get added. It's insane what they're doing with no, that. See, no, see the best way W used to do it was back in the day before microtransactions were a thing, mm-hmm. was, guess what? If you wanted to unlock Stone Cold and The Rock, you, you, actually, had, you actually had to play the game, guys. Right. You, you play the game, you unlock in-game tokens yep. that you then use to purchase to unlock, characters. To unlock characters. Yep. Like, you, unlock, you get these tokens by playing the career mode, playing random play now matches, playing my GM or back then, whatever it was called. Bro. Like, 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 what? Me paying extra money to yep. get to get four characters. That guess what? Guess what, guys? Within two days of the game being out, you get people creating these characters from scratch in the in the in the career. And, and the, the big problem with the uh, the DLC is is let's just say, um, you know, with Post Malone, people are going to create Post Malone. But then it gets locked unless you buy the DLC for their their jacket or whatever, right? If yeah. I can go, and so I, I just think it's stupid. I don't like micro tran- transactions, but it's it's a problem with video games until people stop actually using them. Not gonna lie. I, uh, the only the only good DLCs on here are the first DLC with CM yeah. Punk and the Dudleys and Sandman. Yeah, uh, I would I would use those four characters. Me personally, I'm skipping the the Post Malone one. Me right. personally, I'm skipping the Pat McAfee one. Because outside of Pat, I don't really care about his co-hosts. So respectfully, that's just me. Like I like I watch I like watching their show. Like they're right. funny guys. But I, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. Like uh, no one's gonna use them. I I can completely see where you're coming from. Um. So the individual packs are like ten dollars each. That's why I recommend doing the the season pass. You get all what's it, like five packs for thirty one dollars rather than having to pay ten each. So I'm buying one and four. Right. So uh, with that being said, are you getting the game? I'm definitely getting the game. As far as the DLC, I'm only getting packs one and four. Right. Like, I'm not I'm not using any like I don't you know you know say like the DDP, Irish Eagle, Mr. Perfect, you know, say Lex Luger, great move. They're all cool guys. They I'm not using them. You know I think my I'm I think my problem my, my issue with that the ECW and the WCW ones is it feels 
like it's just a way to draw the 90s fans to buy it. I didn't live during like WCW. I don't give a fuck about it. Like it's part of the reason where like every single wrestling podcast in the on the planet right now when they do an episode this week, it's going to be about Sting. I, it's his last match this week. I don't give a fuck. I don't mm. care about Sting. Like that's why we're not going to talk about it all that much. I mentioned it here. That's probably it. Sting, you had a great career. Um, I don't care though. Like, cool. You're having your last. It's against the young bucks of all people. Mm. Like, you're gonna oh. lose your titles. You're putting over a tag team that doesn't need to be put over. Mm. I just, I and don't know. You you know the only reason that these DLCs are so expensive is because they put the my faction, the super cards in there. Yeah, yeah. The I I I have a theory that. After the DLCs come out or whatever, I think you can purchase individual wrestlers for a lot cheaper. I, I, I wish think, I, I think you'll be able to buy them individually. I'd be down with that. Yeah, because like for the live Valkyria, your reigning NXT women's champion, you can't get her until September 20th when you buy the DLC. That's insane. It's insane. Like a lot Lyra. Jay, Nia, Nia Jax, can't Nia, CM Punk, these people, you can't just add them into the game. Like at least like add just do a uh you do patch updates all the time just add them in the game mm-hmm. like why do I gotta pay for them like mm-hmm. it's just one of those things but yeah. until microtransgressions stop being popular we're gonna have M- M- microtransgressions ruin sports games absolutely without a ruin Madden like like call do you whatever when you when you want cosmetics. Sure, right. go ahead. Like, like spend some about some money. Like, it doesn't affect the actual performance of the game. Right. When you get them in actual like sports games and stuff like this, like, like if, if I'm going, if I'm playing NBA 2K, right, and I try to grind my player from a base like 65 up to like right. the Hall of Fame, right. whereas other guys are spending an extra hundred bucks to get their characters to an 80. Like, right. no wonder nobody wants to play the park mode because I gotta spend I, 80 bucks. I hate even. that damn. I hate the park. Like, I, I used to like it, but when I'm a 65 and and I'm sitting here playing guys that you know they're 99 overalls, but they pay $200 to get there, and that's yes. First day game comes out, nine I overalls, just, ruined sports games. Yeah, you know you're um, lucky I rant today, guys. You 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 guys <laughs> you guys in the, in the audience are lucky I rant today. Uh, um, I'll sort of fully. I don't know if I'm getting the game to be honest with you. I want to, but like I said, I don't want to spend $70 on a video game that I'm going to play for like a week, and then. Six months later, when or not even that, three months later, when NCA twenty five comes out, I'm promise you that's the only game I'm playing this year. Madden, yeah. I probably want to get Madden this year. I'm only playing NCAA. That's the only game I'm playing. Now, did you do you know to to play the four years WrestleMania? Do you you get that the base edition? Like you know how two K no. fourteen or thirteen, you could relive the WrestleManias. I don't think I think the 40 year pack and all of that you have to buy the $120 edition to get all that my faction shit and Well, no, I'll care about that. I'll talk about like reliving WrestleMania. You know, you know they do like the I don't know about like, that. To be they, with they, you. they did Rey Mysterio's moments, you play right. the matches. I don't know about that to be honest with you. I have I don't necessarily pay attention to a lot of I'll be honest cuz the, the 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 second part of this question was like what game mode are you going to hop into for the my only rise. game mode I do the my rise. I think I, that's easy, but you beat that in a day, and then I play universe. That's literally the only thing. I don't play online. Mm. I go straight to universe mode, and that's it. Um, mm. So I may get the game when it's fifty percent off, you know, in in the fall, but I don't think immediately. 
I'll I'll mm. purchase it to be honest with you. Next question is um, pretty long here. Um, how would you feel if Cody versus Roman has the same ending to Cena versus Miz? I'm glad he explained that because I don't remember that far yeah, back. Um, a double count out. Uh, Rock gets the match to restart, uh, but the but then Rock bottoms Cody before the bell rings. Uh, Roman pins Cody, and then Rock turns on Roman. After he wins and WrestleMania ends with Rock standing tall over Roman, who is still champion, and Cody's story still continues. Uh, it seems like too much shenanigans. It 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 feels like too <laughs> much for a for, bloodline match. For nothing, even for blood. Yeah, it feels like too much to happen. Um, that doesn't need to happen. I I think I like the idea. I. I I'm going to be right here with everyone. I'm going to be hundred percent with you. Cody's not winning this match. There's no chance in hell. Cody beats Roman Reigns. Mm -hmm. I, I just, everyone's setting themselves. There's no way that, that they can go. They're going a whole another year. I'm sorry. We, we have to, I think once we understand this and we, we, we support our tribal chief and we give yes. him the credit he deserves. Yes. And we understand that he's, this dude is going a full year, if mm -hmm. not more, as champion. Like, once you get that through your brain, maybe the Cody crybabies can go ahead and start crying because we're going to get their tears in April. As, Cody's as losing. As, I, as much as I love Cody. Right. I, Cody's, I, I, Cody's great. He's, he's a face of the company. But guess what? Just stick with Wavy D's idea. All right. <laughs> I have the best idea. You do the false finish, yeah. Where like Cody pins Roman or whatever. You can have the Rock and the Fury, yeah, yeah. Do do whatever you want to do. But here's what you do: Cody pins Roman. Roman's foot was under the rope, so Cody stands tall at the end of WrestleMania with his hand in the air, crying over the title, kissing the kissing the ring mat, whatever. Guess what? Next night on Raw, you reverse the call. Okay, ultimate dusty finish. Cody's reign isn't recognized, just like his dad's wasn't recognized. And guess what? You get the moment of Cody standing tall, and Roman keeps the title, and then Cody screw out of it again. But you could even play the the so the the official sort of story C Cody Rhodes is telling as what the story is goes back to 1977 when his dad faced Billy Graham, and Billy Graham got counted out, and because you can't lose the title a championship advantage play that same story the same thing that happened to his dad roman you know either leaves the ring or he gets knocked out maybe you know the rock turns on him outside of the ring and, and roman gets counted out outside and cody you know in the moment thinks he won and then they say well roman's still champion and cody then can continue the story that way either way roman's walking out of here your universal championship. No, the only problem yeah. with that is I, I, I just think Cody's character is too smart for that. It'll make him look real stupid if he thinks he won the title off of, off a countout, given that he's trying to relieve his dad. He's trying to do right by his right. dad who lost to a countout. I get it. I get it. I, I feel I like your idea. I'm 100% behind your idea. WWE. I you think can steal it. All, all I want is all he's I want giving is you loan. credit. He's giving you credit. All, all I want is my loans paid for. All right. All I, all <laughs> I, all I need is sixty k. You know, saying loans paid for, and you can have my idea and any idea for the rest of the year. 
WWE take it. Um, but yeah, this idea here of, of this double count out restart, I think it's too it's too it's too complex for what the story needs to be. Um, next question. Um, who do you think is the goat that has never won a championship? He put in each division. I don't know what he means by this because I never got a clarification. So I'm just going to assume he means men and then women because I'm not going through every intercontinental champion who never was intercontinental champion. That that's so who's, uh, who's the, the best male superstar to never win a championship in your, in your opinion. Yeah. Um, all right. So like the world title or any yeah. title, um, the best male superstar to never win a world title. Let's see. Eric, come back to me. I'll you you will first okay. come back to me. Um this, this is something I never I haven't really put much thought into it. Um this one's tough. Uh trying to sit here and think of who hasn't won the world title yet. I'm just going to take a cop out and just go with Dusty Rhodes because um, he we had this argument in, in the CWC chat and I'm not going to call out names or anything um, where there's somebody who's like Co- or Dusty wasn't even all that good. And I'm going to disagree with that. Dusty Rhodes was on the same level as Ric Flair in the 70s. Um, and so he should have at least won a title in WWE. Um the problem was, is you had Hogan and Flair and all of them at the same time, but even not winning like the IC title was crazy to me. Um, cause dusty was mad over. Um, uh, so I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that cop out and, and say dusty. All right. All right. So, so a few names that, that come to mind throughout, I'm, I'm going to go based off my childhood and what I've watched. Mm-hmm. So names that come to mind, that come to mind that, that didn't win the world title. Yeah, guys like MVP, mm. Mr. Kennedy. See, Mr. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if he won it or not. So I was going to use. Well, him. he 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 went world title to so the TNA because right. he, he Mr. K for for those who don't know was supposed to get pushed to the moon. All right, and then he got into a, a little little backstage stuff with like Orton because Orton thought they hurt him in the ring. <laughs> I, I I believe it was Orton. Let me let me not, let me not misquote. I believe it was Randy Orton. Was um so Mr. so Orton complained and then Kennedy kind of got, you know, his push got got taken right. away and then Kennedy got sent over to, um TNA or whatever. But yeah, I think guys like MVP, Mr. Kennedy, Matt Hardy, mm. you know, what I'm saying especially when he was he was super he was super behind people were behind him when he was with that thing with Edge. Um, someone who I think should won the WWE Championship was Christian. I know he got the world heavyweight title, but at that point, the world heavyweight title was almost a joke. It was given to like the B tier superstars who, you know, weren't quite good enough for the WWE title. That's why it like bounced around the Jack Swagger and guys like that. Um, so I think Christian definitely should have got a WWE title push. Oh, Shelton Benjamin mm. should have got a world title. That, that's that's a pull right there. Um, Right back now. If if only RVD could stay off the drugs, he would have got a long title reign. Mm. Right back. Yo, I was in his chat yesterday for, for, <laughs> like, for, for like twenty seconds. I was calling him cry back. I told him when, when you get retired, 
and I think he read my message and he was talking about how like you know all these guys took took it the wrong way like it, Bruh, it was all it was all character work. Nah, and dog, you like, said you were gonna retire. Not I was just like, for- was, I was trying to sell my vitamin supplements, whatever. I'm like, all right, whatever. Skip Sheffield. Okay, I don't, I don't want to hear cool. it. Well, those, those are some guys that that come to mind. Um, and then swap it to the women. This one may be even tougher. Uh, Eugene. Yeah. Eight, eight, yo, you just you found this out the other day, yesterday. Eight-time OVW heavyweight champion. Th- I looked it up. Nick Dinsmore was an 11-time OVW tag champion. champion. A no, tag no. Yeah, he was eight-time world heavyweight champion, 11-time Dang. tag champion. Dang. Yo, Eugene. That's crazy. Yo, I, I swear, I, I, I know they're not going to do it. But I wish they could kind of run that Eugene character back with someone else. I'm not saying right. I'm not saying homie got to be like, you know, saying mentally disabled or anything or mentally handicapped. But like, you know, so you should have some, well, some yeah, representation. So, so it's yeah, you don't really necessarily have to do a character where over the top. where it's over the top making fun of mentally handicapped people, but having something where it's like uh someone with Down syndrome that sort of spreads light on, on the disease mm. um, or autism because there are high ac- active autism people, yeah, high functioning, yeah. high functioning uh, people with autism. Um, I don't necessarily think that'll be, you know, too overboard. Um, yeah, especially, especially even if you need to give a mouthpiece, you can give a manager. Like, Regal's like if, still in the company. He could literally play it back. Yeah. And, and say it's like Eugene's son or something. Nick yeah. Dinsmore is literally coaching in uh, Minnesota, I think, right now. Well, no, but, but, but I feel like if you say it's Eugene's son, you gotta go. You get people who will be like, "Well, who reproduced with Eugene?" <laughs> and then you're gonna have May Young. More, you know, I'm kidding. You, you're gonna have some more scandals in WWE. May Young. Yo, no, who, who who did Vince force to reproduce with Eugene? <laughs> you, you're, gonna, you're gonna have new scandals pop up. Oh, but yeah, boy. if you have a character that can, I mean, hey, you had a guy who was who's the amputee wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Right. I feel like you can have some rep- representation. I feel like this this right. conversation went left, but like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so in the women's division, who never won a title, you think maybe should have? Oh, boy. Um, well, who, who never won? Okay, so I know you have the Divas title, so I'm not, I'm not gonna count the Divas title. I think someone who could have won like a WWE Women's Championship, Women's Championship, was someone like Caitlyn. I was gonna say, has she won one? I don't think she. she had I, I, I thought she went back and forth with the divas title. Okay, but like, yeah, I'm not, if I'm if I'm not counting the divas title, I think someone like Caitlyn, mm-hmm. um, because she was going back and forth with it was with, with AJ Lee, right? Right. Um, somebody like a, who else was like a prominent like during that divas era? Has Natalia won the women's title? The standard the standard women's title? I don't think she won the women's title. Was she not SmackDown Women's Champion? If she was, it was a very short reign. I think it was like a very like transitional reign when you know Charlotte was taking a break or something. Um, okay. I would so I gotta look her up first because I'm about to hot take the hell out of this. But let me make sure she never won uh, a title before I say this. Why why you do that? The person I'm thinking of, she definitely won titles, but I think she deserved more respect for her role in women's mm-hmm. wrestling. Was Victoria? She was yeah. definitely up there with the likes of Lita and Trish. I think sometimes you even a better wrestler than the two of them. I feel like Victoria should have got more respect during her time. 
She stuck around the right. business. Well, she stuck around WWE for too long to the point where they started turning into that diva stuff. Right. And so she definitely got, you know, saying some 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 bad stuff on her way out. But Victoria definitely deserves more respect in the okay. history. So I'm going to sort of do the same thing you did and throw away the whole Divas title thing. Alicia Fox. I know she wasn't the best. Mm-hmm. But Foxy, she she there's just something about her. Did, did she what. like last year just get released from WWE last year? Bro, she she was, she's like been on years. a legend. She's been on like a legend contract for like 10 years. Yeah. And she was sort of playing that like Titus O'Neil role. Or she was sort of like an ambassador whenever they visited. Yeah, I didn't even know she was still on the roster. So yeah, apparently it's crazy. But she, I mean, she's a, she's a she's a she's a she's a one time divas champion, and then she won the twenty four seven title, and no one cares about that. So like, I think she deserves a little bit more respect for what she did during the sort of uh, women's revolution. I think we really focus solely on like Charlotte, Becky, Bailey, Sasha. And there were a lot of women before them, like AJ Lee. AJ Lee, of course, got titles, but who sort of, you know, I mean, of course, Foxy was more into that diva stuff. Um, but I don't know. I feel like she should have at least got one title reign for what she did. Another person who I know did get one women's title reign, but it was kind of tainted. And I feel like she should have got more of a uh, spotlight was Michelle McCool. Yeah, I know she got the one with Layla. I don't know if she had another title right after that. I know she was a Divas champion, but as far as a, a women's title, I feel like she she got another title reign. Did Gail did Gail Cam ever win a w- women's championship in WWE? I know she was like the yes, best in TNA. She was, yeah, she did win a women's title, I believe, but it wasn't a long reign. That's a shame. Um, but yeah, I just I think with the women's division, it's so hard to pick one. Because WWE had the Divas sort of branding for the longest time. Yeah. That sort of really tainted women's wrestling. Um, and so it's really hard. You know, you have the period of what, like 2003 to like 2014. That really just women's wrestling wasn't in the forefront. Yeah. Um, so I think now with how we're building it, I think I'm looking at people right now. Like, um. I don't know. Oh, awesome Kong. But yeah. her, her thing was she was kind of out with an injury and then she got pregnant. So right. she never she never got a chance to make her mark. Right. But awesome Kong at WWE. Moving forward, next one is do you think that Seth and Becky both take L's at Mania and go away for a while? Yes. I see them I see them both losing, yeah. Yes. I don't know if they go away for a while, but they're both taking L's. Um, I, I I can definitely. I mean, if anything, I think Becky might get written off a different way. I think Seth just gets written off for surgery and right. time off. Becky right. might have to actually write her off in some way, um, even if it's like Nia Jax attacks her or something like that. Um, I'm trying to think of. Yeah, just take take her on a stretcher since she has back pain, and like just give her like six months <laughs> off. Right. Um. Next one, we are. Let's do count it down to the days. 130 days or 18 weeks away, uh, and three and probably about three PLEs away from Money in the Bank. Um, when does Damien cash in? <laughs> Whenever he wants, he has until Money in the Bank. I feel like p- people are blowing it slightly out of proportion. Like you know, say because they were they were saying this back in January. Mm-hmm. At that point, we still had six months. 
Right. At this point, we still have like what four months. Right. And like you have two nights of mania. You got um you got what payback or backlash, whatever is after mania. I think it's backlash and then see that's in late April. We'll probably have the first Saudi show in May. And so then that time. And and also they're 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 teasing he might cash it in on Gunther. Right. So that's gonna be sort of my my answer here is I feel money in the bank first off has grown stale because it's its own pay-per-view and no one cares about it. Put it back on mania. And I think people will care. Yes. Um, but secondly, this idea that you can only cash in on the world champion really limits the person who wins it. I don't see why you cannot have that, you know, the winner be someone like, please don't do this, but Cedric Alexander, and then have him cash in to win the intercontinental championship. I don't, I, I think it, first off, it al- allows more people to be in the match that w- wouldn't traditionally be in that match. And imagine if, you know, Damian Priest won that title and then showed up, you know, on NXT and cashed in on, uh, you know, Ilya Dragunov at the same time that Dom was running that, you know, I think that would have given Judgment Day a better reason to be on NXT if there were two people with titles down there rather than Dom just making random visits. Mm. Um, I think it would have also sort of created more buzz for NXT a lot earlier than than they recently have gotten. Um, and so I, I think, you know, having someone like looking into this year, someone like a Montez Ford or something like that winning, or even having NXT superstars go into the match. You know, there's six mm. people have two from NXT, two from Raw, two from SmackDown. Uh, SmackDown. And, you know, let's say someone like Dragunov wins the match uh, for Money in the Bank this year, and or Carmella wins it, or Trick wins it, and Trick can come in and cash in for, you know, the Intercontinental Championship or the U.S. title after winning it from NXT. I think allowing more potentiality for like surprise and who they cash in on rather than thinking, Oh, Damien has to cash in on Seth, but Seth is in this storyline that has nothing to do with Damien. Um, and he's definitely not going to cash in on Roman. So like, I think if you allow him, you know, whether it is Gunther or Logan Paul or anybody on NXT, and we sort of get in this mindset of he can cash in on anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would make the, the gimmick feel better than it, is being presented right now. I think the last few cash-ins have really been pretty shitty as well with theory. Wasn't it before him was Otis, but then Miz took it. Yeah. So it's sort of run its course and you got to do something to revitalize it. I'm also not a fan of like when they, like they they do it for the, for the women a lot, especially Mm -hmm. is when they cash in the same night and they cash in the same night or like the next night. Right. Like they don't really plan long-term for the women. They just were like, okay, here, right. you can just go out there and cash in. Like, well, we're not thinking long the term biggest, about it. The biggest thing is, I hate when a face wins it because it's a heel gimmick. Like, it's a heel gimmick. Like, uh, the the only like face that ever really did it correctly was Braun Strowman. Hey, I won this. I'm giving you notice, like a good face should. I'm cashing this in at SummerSlam. Didn't Cena do that too? I don't even fucking know. I stopped losing interest in it when Baron Corbin won it and then got squashed. Okay. No, I, yeah, I definitely think it should go back to Mania. It definitely should yeah. have its own pay-per-view. Yeah. 
And also, like, who says you have to do that main every year? You know what I'm saying? Right. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll be one of those every year. It should be one of those gimmicks where, hey, and at Survivor Series this year, we're doing a Money in the Bank match. Yeah. And then we're not going to do it again until, you know, SummerSlam in two years or whatever. Well, one thing I'll give TNA is that I, they have their own concept of this, which I think that they do better. Is I don't it know King of the Mountain or? No, I, I don't know if they still do the match, but they did during their prime years. It was called TNA Feast or Fired. I, I, I want to okay. say yeah. I want to say they did that around. They must have done that around Thanksgiving or something. That's why I call it Feast or Fired. Right. But essentially, there was four briefcases. They still uh, do this. They still do this. Yeah. Yeah, and then one, one of them has a world title. One has an exhibition title. One's a tag title. And, and then the, the other one is, is a, you get fired. You get fired. So yeah, it's a, it's a creative way. So like, say if after Mania, you have a Becky or a Seth who are going to take time off or whatever, or Drew McIntyre, who's not going to resign. It's a creative way to get, to get them off the books or, or to on TV wise to fire. Or them. even, or even if it's like, Hey, we're about to do spring cleaning and we got to get rid of somebody. Let's exactly. actually fire them. on. Let's fire them in real life. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, they can re- make it better and I'd care about it. But when does Damien cash in whenever, like you said, whenever he wants to, there's time, do, do I think he succeeds at cashing in? I don't think he does. I don't think there's any story that really calls him to cash in and, and be champion. I think that pushes over. Um, I Some, think someone was saying, um, you remember one, was it JD got him the, or whatever, who got him the special briefcase? Was it JD? I believe so. Yeah. They were saying, what if like the way judgment judgment day turns on Damien, is, is, is that, that there's no contract in it? Yeah, so when you like switch the contracts, he never put the actual one back in there. Right. And that's how Finn he's he's able to give it to Finn, and that's how Finn turns on Damien. The problem I have with that is that would have worked six months ago. Like they've drawn this out way too long if they're gonna mm. turn. Um, I just you know, y'all know me. Six months ago I was the biggest judgment day fan there was. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they've they became serious and then with I love our truth. But when it became that comic gimmick again, it just you lost everything that you just built six months prior, mm-hmm. and and they've played this out too long. Um, and let's just be honest, Rhea Ripley and Dom, the only things that are really carrying this gimmick outside of our truth. So, I'm still I'm still a big Damien guy. I, 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 I like Damien. I, I just I don't think he, I, I I like Damien. I, I think he's very very good. I just don't – the gimmick just doesn't play for him anymore. Like, they've mm. sort of toyed with – you know, he's not in it because he's wearing a different merch now, and so he's gonna they're going to turn on him, and then he's back in it. And I feel like they've played it for too long, and they didn't strike when they could have. Did you um, watch Raw last night, or did you see the segment? I did not. When, when I, he, was a, he was a little overly aggressive, and they were trying to hold him back or whatever. But he was going after Gunther, and then Dom, Dom kind of took his spot. But then Dom, Dom got pushed, and then Damien got aggressive trying to hold him back. So I think there's there's something brewing there. Mm-hmm. Also, I, th- I think they're brewing. If they can't get a single opponent, I think they're brewing towards a ladder match at Mania with Gunther. Interesting. That would be interesting. There's like three people who made their case about why they should be against Gunther. Yeah. We will end this. You know, I had to put a put a stop to all these questions because, you know, we got a lot of them. But we, we couldn't forget the breakfast question. You know, Witter's got this one in here. We can't get rid of this tradition. What is the best way to ha- to, to have your eggs 
and he gave example scrambled and omelet sunny side up you, you know there's a thousand other ways you can cook eggs um first the first question is, is do you eat eggs because i know some people yeah. don't yeah um and then how do you like them the best like how do you eat your eggs so if i'm making them mm-hmm. i like them scrambled with cheese if i'm at a restaurant i'm getting an omelet all day amen i don't got patience for making omelets Oh, same. I'm the same way. That's those are the only two ways I eat eggs. You, like, first off, sunny side up is gross to me because I don't mm. like the damn yolk spilling over everything else on the damn plate. Mm-hmm. Um, so scrambled. If 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 I'm making them or if someone else you know is making them like at home, scrambled. Um, but yeah, if I'm going to like a breakfast restaurant, give me that omelet, fill it up with the eggs, the bacon, the cheese, the Mm. You know, anything you want to put in it that you got, give me that omelet. But yeah, definitely scramble. And if, it can't just be the eggs. It's got to have the cheese. I like putting hot sauce on mine just to yeah, give it a little I, bit I, of I like a little hot sauce. I'm more of a ketchup guy with my eggs. I, I, I do ketchup with eggs. But like when I'm, so like when I make mine, I put hot sauce in like the, the actual oh. like mixture. Yeah. In the okay, actual okay. mixture. Um, salt, pepper, some, some cheese on it. Mm. I cook them like Gordon Ramsay showed me how to do, you know, on heat oh, and off heat. I, I, I know dang well you don't <laughs> have the patience for that. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so I guess we agree here on this one. It's, it's the only two ways to, to eat eggs. If you eat exactly. sunny side eggs, I judge you instantly. If I, if I get breakfast sandwich, you know, you got you to do the hard, I mean, the medium, what's it called? Over medium or whatever. Like over easy or whatever. Yeah. Or, or me, no, well, it's like a medium egg. So it's like, yeah, it's not really runny. It's not quite right. runny. Right. Like, like a fried egg. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's a Friday. Yeah. It's still a little runny, but it stays in its pocket. Right. It's not going all over the sandwich. Go over. Yeah. And then we'll end it like we always do with Thirsty Tuesday. We made it tough this week. You did. You made and it instead, too tough. Instead of, you know, one from WWE main, one from NXT, one from AEW, I said, screw it. We're going to do announcers this week. And the only announcers that matter are WWE announcers. Um, Can can, can, can can I get my last place? (laughs) (laughs) And so the four that we have, and this is hard because there's like six WWE announcers. We got Kayla Braxton, Mm. Jackie Redman. Kathy Kelly, mm. and then we can't forget Samantha Irving. Mm. So I'm gonna let you go first. Rank them one through four, like you normally do. Now, as, as you guys know, Mister Gentleman Wavy D, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I am I am more than just a, a purely physical look, look, you know, looks wise person. You know I me. Mean? I'm all about your personality and your character and how you are perceived. Okay. So while she is a pretty face and she's attractive, I must put Kathy Redmond in my last place. Or Jackie Redmond, the, the one in the pink. Is that Jackie, right? Jackie uh, Redmond? I do the believe one, so, yeah. I mean, look at my to, own picture. I don't remember. The one who used to do is a hockey or baseball or whatever? Yeah, she, I think she still does hockey on the okay, side. Okay, yeah. So for, for, for those who aren't, who aren't familiar, okay, for, for my boy, Mr. Tusk, you know what I'm saying? Co-founder and current current guy, you know, leader of the um, straight shoe wrestling show. My my boy, Mister Tusk, you know, saying it's our thing. It's our thing in the in the Discord chat, not Discord, Twitch chat. That whenever she comes on screen, everybody in chat says, "Hide your husbands." 
<laughs> because you know what I'm saying she she has been known in her past to you know participate in such actions. So as a high moral individual and child of God that I am, you know what I'm saying, I, I must put Ms. Redmond in last place while she's very attractive. I'm sure she's a nice young lady, but, but purely off of, you know, morals and, and you know, Mr. Tusk and the testicle wave, you know, people out there. I got put her in last. Um, Next, I will go third place. Also very beautiful. I love her TikTok, her social media presence. I gotta go, Kathy. Okay. You know, say I, I, lo- I love what her mommy got working. You know, saying <laughs> she's, she's, a, she's a great online presence. I really mm-hmm. appreciate her. Very entertaining. Second, even though it's hard to put her second because in many situations she will be first. Miss Kayla Braxton. She she is very entertaining, especially. The little beef that her and Paul Heyman got. It died yeah. down slightly, but when, when the two of them are on screen together, they, they are magic. Mm. All right. Caleb Braxton, especially in this picture that you picked. Always very, <laughs> always, always very beautiful. But Caleb Braxton, very beautiful. Now, we all know who number one is. You know what I'm saying? I say my, my boy Ricochet is a very lucky man. You know what I'm saying? Samantha is also a very lucky woman because Ricochet is a nice guy, but I think Ricochet. Is definitely the luckier of the two. Yeah. All right. Samantha Irving, voice of a goddess, personality of a goddess. You know what I'm saying? Best announcer, in my opinion, in the game right now. You know what I'm saying? There's there's some people who are great announcers, but ain't nobody announcing like Samantha Irving right now. Okay. Max. So Samantha Irving, you know what I'm saying? She, she got that, like, that Alicia Keys, Beyonce glow to her. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Be- beautiful queen. Glow of a queen, we, we shall say. Um, I will say Smith Irving, my number one pick. So you saved me a lot of time because we got the same list. <laughs> Sam at one, Kayla at two, Kathy at three, Jackie Redman at four. All of them are, you know, attractive, but like you said, there's a lot more than that, that goes into it. And, and Samantha Irvin just, you know, she seems like a nice person to, you know, and then the voice, she can sing outside and play the flute. Oh, like, I know that. Yeah, she could play the flute. Uh, she was on uh, what the, some show where she played the flute and uh, sung on some talent show on TV, and she finished like top ten. Uh, I would like to see Samantha involved in more on-screen storylines. Especially, I, I like, right. especially I like the, the Logan Ricochet that was cooking. Logan Ricochet, and they had her on there like that. That, that was cooking. Her facial reactions were, yeah. were amazing. She definitely got that actress inside her. Yeah. Um, but with that, that is the slapping meat wrestling podcast. Thank you all for tuning in and we will see you all next Tuesday. And, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss some more of the news that breaks throughout the next week. I'm on the road to WrestleMania again, check out the link in the description. If you're going to buy your WWE merch and, uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Brother, I'm going on a wild hog holding. If I like get some moment, I'll make sure it's an explosion. Cause lately I've been seeing stars trying to kick out of this joke, but it's no hope.